Let's get to the fan focus. All right, Nick and Dustin going to lead us off on other quarterbacks interested in the Browns quarterback position. The idea that, that, that Joe Flacco, who hasn't played in the division since 2018, has some secret inside knowledge of the division just simply isn't true. Okay, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm just, again, this argument's pretty stupid, to be honest with you. We're arguing over two washed-up quarterbacks because the Browns are in such a position um, that they put themselves in when they started the season. They should not be in this situation. They should have a better backup. They should have had, they should have traded for Jacoby Brissett or tra- traded back for Josh Dobbs or, or never trade Josh Dobbs. Or sign Carson not having the silly. We're not having the silly. Con- he stinks too, dude. Come on. He is so much better than either of the quarterbacks we're talking about right now. I'd rather have Dobbs or Brissett over Carson Wentz. Um, Dobbs, I, I think that's because it's a hot hand. Brissett, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, uh, like, everything... You that, saw him last year. He was fine. Fine. All you need is, is a quarterback that, that can be fine. And Carson Wentz is not fine. He stinks. Carson Wentz does stink. When you're in the used DVD bin section, nothing is great. Uh, and that's where we're at. DTR has to be good. Not only because I need DTR to be good. A uh, couple different things. One, I love the idea that he'd have a redemption story. Because I know what we saw against Baltimore was not DTR. He was thrown in an impossible situation. I know it can be better than that. I know it. He knows it. He will be better than that. I mean, three picks and a fumble. There's no There's no way he's not at least better than that. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, all these other guys. I just, I'm not, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. And I, I, you know what? I'm kind of happy nobody's brought up last year the game where the the Browns actually lost to the Jets. It was a two minutes remaining. Remember that game? And they they just completely threw up on our shoes. That's all that happened. We blew the 14-point lead. That was Joe Flacco. That was that game. Joe Flacco stood back there like like a statue. Glad no one's brought that one up until I just brought it up. And now I'm that guy. So I'm sorry to take you guys down that road. But he can play a little bit. It's just it's not going to be good enough. I need DTR to get there on his own. I need him to do it quicker than what I would normally ask of rookies for sure. All right, next up, Lima and Ken. It's just a good moment, and it's a it's a touching moment. And if it doesn't bring you close to tears, I don't know what will. Grown men do cry, Mr. Lebowski. Two of them interviewed our buddy Jim Donovan, making his return to the radio booth this weekend. Was there part of you that wondered if you'd ever get a chance to make that march up back to the booth? Oh, absolutely. I have to tell you, yes, very much so. Um, and certainly I I really was a bit pessimistic that I'd be able to even do any more games this year. Yeah, there was a there was a time uh, and, you know, sometimes it still is in the back of your mind that, hey, listen, you know, you just have to deal with, you know, what's going on health wise and you have to stay on top of this thing and you have to do what they tell you to do because they know best. And if it means that you can't go and do a football game or a number of football games, then 
it's a hard thing, you know, for me emotionally and professionally to accept that. But you do it because, I mean, the main thing is that you want to be healthy for your family and you want to be around. And yeah, but there was, I mean, really, when I walked out of the booth after the opening game against Cincinnati, I was heartbroken to have to say, it's time for me to step away and I'll be back as soon as I can. But there was a feeling inside of me that said, I don't know when that's going to be. And on the other side, you try not to think, you know, too negatively, but I wondered, you know, would I be able to come back and do it? Because I just didn't know how this whole thing was going to go and how it was going to play out and what I was going to be like on the other side of it. But I have to tell you guys, I feel great. I really do. And I'm very, very excited to be able to get back to my life, which is, you know, doing the Browns games, working on television and just being out there in the community. It'll be great to hear him on Sunday. I, I can't wait. I, it's so happy that he just he kicked cancer's butt, and I'm happy that he's back, and I'm happy he's doing well, and I'm happy he's going to be back in the community. It's just Browns football is better with Jim Donovan in it. There's no question about that. We'll have the whole interview for you guys. You can obviously go back right now if you want. You can listen to it for, with Ken and Anthony earlier this morning. Uh, we'll have it for you guys at 11.20 later on tonight. That's going to be our interview of the day for sure because that was a – that was a meaningful one. All right, next up, I've never heard Baskin so heated. Now, Baskin obviously has done some sideline reporting in the past. Baskin talked about the scandal involving Carissa Thompson, who was a sideline reporter, and said that she fabricated some things back in the day and since walked that back. But here's Baskin. I feel bad for the people that she works with and the other people that cover these teams that work their ass off every day to cover stories and do the best possible job they can to make sure fans have the best information, the most up-to-date information. All those people that work hard, I mean, she's in the same group with all of us. So you know what? And so everyone looks at us now, and they're like, well, I wonder if they're making it up. But she felt it was okay to not only go out there once and tell people she was making up stories, she went back and doubled down on it and said, you know, I didn't get fired last time for it, so I'll tell the story again. I'm making up stories at halftime when I because I, I'm worried about missing the report. There is no report if you didn't talk to the coach. That's the bottom line. Get out of mythical land. Oh, I didn't want to miss the report. You didn't have a report. Your job as a sideline reporter is to go out there, find stories throughout the game, sell the producer that it's worthy of being on TV left and right. Talk about lazy. Talk about just ridiculous. You can't make stuff up. That was just so wrong when I heard her. She should have been fired before the game last night. She makes everyone around her look discreditable. Or I don't know what the word would be. What would the word be? Not credible. Lack credibility. Lack of credibility. She should not be working. She shouldn't have been on the game last night. She should be fired. <laughs> fired up Andy Baskin. That was outstanding. Just whether you agree with him or disagree with him, and I disagree with him, that's a great rant. Just an awesome rant by Baskin. Here's where I disagree, though. Fired? And again, Baskin has done the sideline reporting thing. He knows that game. I'm not arguing that part of the game. I'm arguing with common sense here. Fired? She doesn't do sideline reporting anymore. She hasn't for years. On Amazon Prime, she is a host. She's a studio host. On the NFL stuff, on the weekends, she is a studio host. She has graduated from sideline reporter to something better than sideline reporter. That's why I think she was able to speak as freely as she does, is because she doesn't live in that world anymore. It was a part of her world. 
I thought she's really good at the studio stuff. Honestly, I don't really remember much of her as a sideline reporter. I remember her being one because she had a lot of scandals involved, too. I mean, go and Google some of her situations. She's had a lot of incidents pop up throughout the years. But this was a very online discussion, and I'm happy that the people at Amazon Prime treated it as such. They treated it as a story that should probably just stay online, and they didn't go rash, and they didn't fire her, and they didn't make any silly, stupid judgments to appease a bunch of people that aren't going to be angry or remember it 72 hours from now. That's the reality. You guys are not going to... If this was a mainly media story, I don't believe the common fan cared nearly as much as media members did, but ultimately, shouldn't lose her job for that. It's not great. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying she shouldn't lose her job for that. I hate sometimes when people do lose their jobs for really stupid things. And there are definitely times where people should lose their jobs. I I understand when that is. And I think there's definitely appropriate times for when that is. I also think sometimes I like when executives sit back and say, what are we doing here? That cannot be the appropriate response because she doesn't even do sideline reporting anymore. So it's not like we have to go down and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Joe and Troy are sending it down to Carissa Thompson. Carissa, what do you got tonight? And she has to pretend as if she's being honest to people. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She does. She's, she hosts. She hosts now. Doesn't matter. It wouldn't be too dissimilar as if Baskin, who used to be a sideline reporter, came out today and was like, "I." And Baskin obviously is very credible, and Baskin would never do such a thing. But if he came out and said something like, Psh, "I did the same exact thing." Nobody would care because you're not a silent reporter now, and and that part of your life is it's gone. It, it doesn't interest you anymore. You're on a different stage. You're on a higher stage than what you used to be. All right, next up, Nick and Dustin on a Zach Bryan sighting in Cleveland. All right, now Charles has called in to uh, let us know about this Zach Bryan situation. Uh, apparently, his girlfriend's a performer. I think she's in Cleveland tonight. What kind of performer? I don't know. Ask ask our caller. All right. Charles, welcome to the show, friend. Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, man. Listen, you guys finishing on my work day. I'll keep it quick. His girlfriend does a podcast called Plan Brianna. They were at the House of Blues last night and then went to that Welcome to the Farm Bar over in the flats afterwards for the after party. So he enjoyed okay. Cleveland for sure. What, what's called Playing Brianna? Playing Brianna, yeah. It's a what, podcast what, that they do. What sort of podcast is that? That I don't know. I believe it's a uh, female podcast, so I don't listen too much. It's kind of sounds like you sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Let me start over. Are you sexist? <laughs> no. Nope. Sorry. I'm just uh, Charles, no, you're good. Charles. Friday, we, Friday we, fails. We apologize for the abuse, friend. Thank you for Sorry, the information. I actually was thinking it sounds like an OnlyFans. Playing Brianna, doesn't that kind of sound like some weird little hook that she might have? That An angle? I don't know. Can I be honest with you? I know Zach Bryan sings, and I know he's... They, people tell me he's a very emotional fella. I'm a very emotional fella. So I, I maybe I would get in, in with some of his songs. I've never heard a word that he's ever sung. I, I've no, I, I, I know, I know, I know, this is bad. He's wildly popular. I'm 34 years old. He's so popular for people that are like 10 years younger than me. I couldn't tell you a single song of his. I... I don't know. I don't know him from Adam. And when I looked him up, I thought to myself, this is the guy everyone raves about? Like, this is the guy people talk about? He looks like a goober. 
And he's in Cleveland right now, so there's a chance he's actually listening to me right now. Call him a goober. Eh, it happens. Them's the breaks. Not my style. Hey, it's fine. Not my, not my circus, not my monkey. Do what you got to do. Congratulations on all of your success, as the morning show would say. I just, I, not for me. And, and the fact that they both cared that he was here was fascinating to me. No. No. Ken and Anthony on the culture for the Browns. I thought we, this entire season, have tried to talk about this organization, this culture turning the corner, that they aren't the old Browns. They win the games they're not supposed to win. They stay in these tight games. They beat teams that are better than them, like the 49ers with a third-string quarterback. Like, those are things that were supposed to be indicative of a culture that has changed. If we're saying if they just lose a close one to Pittsburgh and now the season's over, then has the culture really changed? I feel like it, it has changed, and I feel like they can. They can overcome it. Hell, they can overcome it and win this week. I think people hope it's changed. I think they hope. But if they go out there and they get beat at home with everything, with all the emotion that's there, you know we're going to get them calls. You're going to hate them, and I'm going to hate them. And now I'm, I have to pick up the pieces and get people's spirits going again, whether I believe so or not. I'll tell you that. And they got to go on the road to Denver, which is playing better. they got to go on the road to, to L.A., which is not a good football team that I would pr- I would predict that you win. But now i got Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and it's going to be based on, on the performance that he has. I don't want to have to do that. Culture is going to be a big thing for this week. And that's why I think people are going to judge Kevin Stefanski so much. What do you do when there's obvious adversity right in front of your face? What do you do? I still think they can win this game. I really do believe it. And if they win, it'll be a big-time stamping point and testament to Stefanski. Oh, this game matters so much. All right, 216-474 to below 92. Does this game feel like a playoff game, though? People are saying it feels like a playoff game. Do you feel like this game feels like a playoff game? We'll get to that and more. Cavs wrap up. We'll get to that game. We'll get to the NBA. we got a lot to discuss tonight. A lot to get to tonight. Your phone calls at 216-474-0092. Your tweets at Jay Peterlin. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan.